What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by my brother, Josh Primo. What's up, my bitches? Today, we are here to review a movie that up until I watched it this time, I, I thought it was one of my favorite movies of all time. I didn't know how high it was. Well, today I'm going to let you know how high it is in my top 100 movies of all time. Uh, up to this point that I've been able to watch. Uh, we are reviewing Prisoners. Uh, you can find this movie on Hulu. Yeah, I believe. Is that where you watched it, Josh? Or did you watch it on my Vudu? No, I watched it on Hulu. Hulu, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can find it on Hulu. Uh, I don't know if it's on there. It's, it's April 2nd, so it may have changed. It may not have. I don't know, but it was on there last month. Uh, but yeah, Prisoners. But before we jump into the, the review, I want to get some Patreon stuff out the way. I kind of just want to get through these fun facts, get through the Patreon stuff, because I just I want to get to the meat and potatoes of this fucking episode, and that is my general impressions of the movie, how much I love this movie, and really, I just want to find out what Josh thinks about it, ultimately. Uh, but let's jump into Patreon stuff real quick. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, Michael King, Christina Lambeau, Casey Pye, and Corey slash Brian Costa. We appreciate all support us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. And if you want to be like one of those uh those great supporters and you want to consider supporting us every month, then go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Uh, support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a whole bunch of different content, exclusive podcasts, segments. You get all of our stuff early, unrated, uncut. I mean, we just did a two-game episode uh, last week that I cut, I don't know, probably about 15, 20 minutes of the episode out, not counting the pre-show segment, which was 20 minutes long. So, I mean, you almost got an extra 40 minutes of content just for being a Patreon supporter. Uh, but then you also get access to our, our group meetups every quarter. You get a free ticket to the movie that we go and meet up and, and watch. We did the Batman back in March, and we are doing Jurassic World Dominion uh, in June, whenever that comes out. So patreon.com slash two game. But that's enough of that bullshit. Let's jump into prisoners. When Keller Dover's and when Keller Dover's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and the pressure mounts. Uh, this movie is directed by Dennis Villanueva, who has directed Dune, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario, and Enemy, and then a few others. Uh, this movie had a budget of $46 million, and it grossed worldwide $122.1 million. It stars Hugh Jackmeoff, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Viola Davis. No? Nothing? Yeah, I think the, the director's name is Villanova. You didn't say shit to my Hugh Jack Me Off comment. <laughs> I was making sure I could pronounce it right first. <laughs> <laughs> just let me hang. Just let me hang in on that one. <laughs> Huge Jack Me Off. No, no. See, it's like, <laughs> what a god, man! I should, I should save my fucking good prime material for other people. Yeah, sometimes. Hey, man, I was concentrating. I was wanting to call you out, but you. Dicked it all up, so thanks. How the fuck do you say his last name? I ain't saying it again. I already said it. Did you say it? No, say it again. Villano. You think that's how you say it? 
Hold on. I think. I think that's how you. Hold on. Hold, hold. Bill Nova. Bill Nova. Fuck. I don't know how that. All right. Well, this is making great content. I mean, if you would be quiet for just a second so I can listen, it's like, it's like, goddamn, it's like one of my kids are on the fucking podcast. <laughs> I would say, shit, I got subtitles, but I got the fucking pronunciation right here, right? Because I still can't fucking hear it. Did you just say pronunciation? Yeah, pronunciation. No, you said pronunciation. Did I? I don't know. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the other day with your uh, sexualness. Sexualness? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know why I do these podcasts with you. I really don't. <laughs> you know, I, I tell myself every day, every week, I go, you know what? You could do better and you could, uh, you could be happier out there. But no, you choose, you choose darkness. You choose, you choose to be miserable every week. <laughs> right. Hey, I got well, nothing, man. <laughs> Villeneuve. 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 Well, you were fucking pretty, wrong too. You were fucking wrong too. So that is all, that's all that matters. I, know, I think I was a lot closer to you than you were. Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like <laughs> Italian and Spanish. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> fucking moving on. <laughs> This movie has a runtime of two hours and 33 minutes, and it was released September 20th, 2013. I have four fun facts. Do you have anything that you want to say to the uh, to the audience, sir? No. Uh, so according to the screenwriter, the original cut was three hours. I would be all over that, and I would, uh, I would gladly watch three hours of this movie. Uh, according to the screenwriter, now, this is the only thing. It must have been in a three-hour cut because we don't really get a sense of any of this. It's kind of just assumed. Uh, according to the screenwriter, Detective Loki grew up in a boy's home and didn't really have a family. He's a prisoner of his own past with his own demons. And we'll kind of jump into that a little bit more uh, when we get into our general impressions. But I kind of wish they... That's probably the only thing that I would complain about the movie is I wish I had a little bit more on Detective Loki. I can't, I can't dis- disagree with that. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bell were set to star in this movie with Brian Singer as the director, but the two actors decided to film The Fighter instead. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird that two actors become up to, hey, let's do a movie together. Uh, let's do this weird fucking detective movie. Oh, instead of doing that, why don't we do like a boxing movie? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it just seems weird that they would just, I don't know. That's just me. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to this movie for a very long time before dropping out as well. Uh, I mean, I'm perfectly okay with who was in it. I, I don't know if the movie would have been better or worse with DiCaprio in it. Are you a DiCaprio fan? Uh, I mean, I don't hate the guy, but I there's not a whole lot of stuff that I like that he's in. Probably my favorite movie, or two favorite movies with him in it. Well, I guess three, because uh, Django Unchained is fucking great. Uh, Revenant is probably my favorite, and then Shutter Island is right there. But I haven't seen it Departed in a long time. Yeah, the only movie I've watched any of that is Django. Django was so good. 
So and it was good. It was good. All right, sir. So uh, tell me, what, what did you think about this fucking movie? This is a movie that I've been wanting to, to review for a, ever since we started this podcast. I've been wanting to review it, but never really got the, the opportunity to. So the floor is all you, sir. Go, go right ahead. But I, before, you do it, before you do that, before you do that, I, I want you to know the purpose of this review is for me not to tell you how amazing the movie is. Okay. Because the movie's amazing. Well, we know my you're job. Here. My job is to convince you that the movie is amazing. Well, you're a Jake Gyllenhaal dick writer, so oh, I get fucking, it. Here we go. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's not like one fucking movie that he was in. That you, you like did, the you like the other one that we just reviewed not long ago about him. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. it. Was so boring. Yeah, it was uh the uh the call. What the fuck? What the, uh. 911, whatever fucking movie that was. He was a 911 dispatcher. Yeah. The Guilty, that's what it was. Yeah, horrible. I mean, he was pretty good in it. He's a good actor. Hey, I'm not going to say he's not, but sometimes he acts boring stuff out. Oh, here we fucking go. All right. So I mean, I, what you I think. That, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I can have an opinion as long as it agrees with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we fucking under, understood that coming into this. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Isn't that how uh, society is nowadays? Your opinion only matters if it if it uh, agrees with mine. No truer words have ever been spoken, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm 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 tiptoeing that fucking line <laughs> right now. Yeah, you you uh, have uh, to into it. territory I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So my thoughts uh was while i don't think it's the greatest movie of all time i think you're a lot higher on this movie than i am i think it was a, a pretty damn good movie though uh the storyline was good uh the acting was phenomenal in this i you know i try to think of any movie that we've watched here of late that's had this level of acting in it and I really can't think of one, and surprisingly, every actor but one is spot on, man, and it makes it so freaking believable. The only problem I had was I did get muddled down in the middle. I thought it kind of lagged for a few. I mean, I didn't get, like, super bored, but it just felt like it lagged in the middle. But overall, it was a very suspenseful, and, you know, the movie had you thinking the whole time because... You know, it splits off. The dad's going one way, the detective's going the other. So you're trying to decide as a viewer which way you're going. So I, I did enjoy that that aspect of it. And it has a little twist at the end. But I just wanted just a little bit more, I guess, suspense or drama in the middle that would have carried it a little bit further and higher for me. That's fair. Those, hey, those are fair criticisms of the movie. Uh, personally. I will agree. While the in, the the middle of the movie does kind of lag a little bit, it does feel a little slow in the movie. I mean, you're you're watching the middle of the movie and you're like, well, fuck. I mean, there's gonna be like thirty minutes left in this movie, and it's like, oh, there's there's still like an hour left. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so I I will agree with you. While that is true, it doesn't negatively affect the movie for me because 
I think they do so much of the legwork in the beginning of the movie with the uh, the character development, the story, that I, I don't know if they could cut any of that middle portion out and the, the movie would be the same. I think it would lose a lot of its uh, depth in the story if they did that. Uh, I would be curious to know what they cut out of this movie that make it 30 minutes less from three hours. You know, I would be curious to know and instead of some of the lagging in the middle have interjected that in the middle, I, it might have carried the movie. Maybe Because like you, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about Detective uh, Loki. Because they do some very, he has a very nuanced performance. Like he's doing like the facial tics and whatnot. And it's like, why is he doing that? Like I get, I get that he's doing it and he's doing it consistently in every single scene. But why? why? What's, what's the history there? And the only, only history we get out of him are two things. We get the fact that uh, any kind of missing persons thing that he's done, he has solved all of them. And the fact that he grew up in one of the boys' homes because he mentions it to the priest. Uh, but other than that, we don't really get anything from him. So it's like, what are the, the facial tics for? What is, what is his motivation to be doing this? To The fact that he is 100% on all these cases. You know what, what's his motivation there, other than just finding a kid? Uh, I, I would have, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of Detective Loki. Hey, what was that movie we had just watched? Uh, it was the uh, the Western movie uh, with the black guys in it. Harder they fall. Yes, and you remember that scene where we had talked about it was one of the best acted scenes with no words toward the end. Yes. What, I got such a reminder of that by this Paul Dano that played Alex Jones. Bruh. <laughs> His character has like, what, maybe three or four lines in this whole movie? He does not say much at all. But he acted and sold it to the roof, sir. I was so impressed with his his skills on his facial expressions and, you know, just carrying that character through. Paul Dano is a is I've I don't know if I've said it on the podcast with you before, but I've said it on the podcast before. Paul Dano is a very very underrated actor. He's in uh, the new Batman movie that just came out. He's the Riddler. Uh, he's also in There Will Be Blood, which he does a phenomenal job in that movie. He's just he's just very underrated. He's good in everything that he does uh, to varying degrees. Uh, he I think he plays the uh, that crazy character. Uh, a little too well, I think. Actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like the dude's freaking fucking good at it, good at it. So I'm like, uh, dude, you might have some issues there, man. That you might need to sort out. <laughs> uh, but phenomenal and, actor. And you know, Hugh Jackman tends to do a lot of movies that I don't watch. He's more into the uh, genre that you like, the X Men stuff. So you know, I was uh, quite surprised on how well he. I guess transferred over to uh, this totally separate genre than what he does a lot of. So here's, here's the thing with Hugh Jackman. I, I, I love him as an actor. Uh, I don't love a lot of his movies that he's in, but I love him as an actor. You cannot tell me that that dude does not give 110% in this fucking role in this movie. Can you tell me that? Oh, no, there's no doubt, man. He, that dude he sold it. Sold. He was good. Dude sold. I was like, Dude, did you fucking lose your kid? <laughs> like, uh, like this yeah. is a movie, right? <laughs> yeah, man, he was like 
made for this part. I, I couldn't, you know, earlier you were asking about those two other actors going in and out. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think this movie would have been good if it wouldn't have been who have that, who they have casted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, Hugh Jackman, I, I don't love all the movies that he's in. Uh, the X-Men movies. Uh, I loved him to all varying degrees. Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, he, he's got a lot of range as an actor. I mean, he's in, he's in what, two musicals. Uh, I didn't watch those movies cause I'm not into musicals, but uh, he's, he's done that. He's done a few dramas, uh, just a lot of different movies that he's in. He just has so much range, but like I said, uh, I, I love him as an actor. Not necessarily all of his movies are good though. He's really great in the prestige uh, as well. Uh, which I wouldn't mind reviewing uh, one day. I don't know if you'd like that movie or not. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, it's about magicians, but see, that's not, that's not the thing that should turn you off on the movie. It's a, uh, it's a mind fuck type of movie. Uh, that's really good. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. What'd you say? I fucking swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you, earlier you said there was one actor that did not do well in this movie. Who was that? I thought it was uh, Maria Bello, which would have been, uh, Grace Dover, the wife. The wife. Of, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I thought she was underacted, and then kind of instead of being a grieving parent, was more like a psychotic person that was coming off pills or something. Maybe. See here. here okay, here's the little. Here's where we're gonna get in, like into the the meat and potatoes of this fucking review. Okay. Uh, You've said meat and potatoes like three times today. I want some fucking meat and potatoes in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I want the meat in my mouth and the fucking potatoes in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hearing, hearing. <laughs> uh, hair in this fucking food. I don't know what the fuck is that. <laughs> you need to put a fucking hairnet on. I don't have that problem, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you say the the mom is dealing with it in a like psychotic way. See, I think this whole movie is about how they deal with with trauma, and everybody is different in each of the and and all the characters are different. Hugh Jackman deals with it with rage, with anger. Uh, he's very focused, and he doesn't really give him give himself time to to process it. Right, he's just. He sees a problem and he fucking goes and tries to fix it. He tries to find his daughter and he's just rageful. There's so much wrath there, you know? Uh, then you got detective Loki who is, I mean, he's not really dealing with it. He's dealing with it in a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of like an anxious way that he's dealing with it. Cause I think he understands the uh, what's going on with everybody around him but he can't really prove it. Like, you know, Hugh Jackman taking uh, Paul Dano's character uh, and hiding him, he, you know, he disappears. You know, he thinks there's something suspicious going on there, but he can't really process that and find proof. Uh, so he, he has like this anxiety throughout the entire movie, but it's kind of like subdued a little bit. And then you have the mom who is dealing with it in the exact opposite way of the dad. She is falling apart. She is, uh, she needs pills to to go to sleep she's she's hysterical uh then they think she's just making shit up because she's having like a psychotic break so i think that's just her way of dealing with the trauma and then you have the other family you have the dad who is kind of not at peace with it 
but he's not accepted it, but he's kind of like not in either of those categories. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I'm tracking with you. Okay. I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying now that they, it was to show, I, I didn't uh, think about that angle, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And then you got uh, the other family's wife who is, is kind of just grieving. Like she's just sad. But then when faced with the opportunity to figure out where her, her daughter is, and she finds out that they have him prisoner, Paul Dano's character uh, prisoner, she's like, uh, I mean, this is wrong, but we're not going to stop him. So like, she's kind of like back burner type, kind of just lets things go, and, uh, but she's still grieving. Uh, so I think everybody in this movie does does something differently with the trauma and then you have the son of of Hugh Jackman who is kind of just holding up the fort while Hugh Jackman is gone the entire time and then he has that little explosive uh meltdown uh towards the end of the movie where he accuses Hugh Jackman of just drinking all the time so I think I think that's one of the best things about the movie is the fact that they give all these characters different ways to to grieve through this whole process and they they all do it differently and you know he's becoming a uh, pretty big star. That uh, the, uh, the son. I'm trying to think of his his name, but you know I didn't know about him until he played on Thirteen Reasons Why. But so far, I'm pretty impressed with his acting. Yeah, I, I think that regardless of what you think about Thirteen Reasons Why, I think the first season uh, was fantastic. Second season was was good, uh, and then it kind of just went downhill after that. I think if anything regardless of what the story was in, 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 the, in that TV show, uh, his acting was, was really great. So I will agree with you. I'm trying to think when 13 Reasons came out compared to this movie. Did that, that came out. It, after, uh, right? It's showing to, to 2019. 2019. That had to have been when it last aired. Uh, it's 2017 through 2020. Okay, so this was a few years, what, four years before uh, 13 Reasons came out. Wow. It's almost been 10 years since this fucking movie came out. Jesus. Well, I didn't realize he was in uh, Don't Breathe. Motherfucker, we, we uh, reviewed that movie. <laughs> and we, we knew he was in it? I did. Oh, God dang. I done forgot then. God damn. You didn't even fucking tell me nothing. Man, damn. This guy keeping his shit secrets. So to kind of further prove your point and kind of bounce off of it, uh, I think the performances in this movie is, I, while I think the story is really great, I think there's a lot of depth to it. And I think they do a great job of, because in the middle, you say it gets kind of a little bit muddied down, it gets kind of slow. I think the issue with the, the middle of the movie is they start branching off into different sections and it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere with the main story. But then it loops back around at the end and it kind of ties it all together. So I think that's, it's just the the way it's told, I guess. Maybe that's why it, why it does that. So I think the story is really great, but I think the best part of this entire movie are the performances. And I think it's, out of all the movies that we have reviewed so far, I think, like you said earlier, I think this might be the movie with the best set of performances across the board. Oh, completely agree. But what was the purpose of the snakes in that guy's house? I never understood that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, I, I think they mentioned it in the movie. They said something about the, uh, the kid 
had to do had the, the the dad did something with snakes or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't one hundred percent grab that. Either. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, understand that either. You know, one of my favorite parts of this whole movie was how it looped Alex into the story. I thought that was phenomenally done. You know, you 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 meet the mother of the child that's missing. And then you see him the whole time, and you're like, wow, what the, what the, fuck? how does this even connect? And then they connect it around where you get to read the newspaper. And I, I thought that was brilliantly done. Yeah. I think I, if I remember correctly, when I first watched this movie, I was thinking that they were trying to set up to where, because the, the original, his mom, the, uh, the psycho mom and the dad had old dude with the snakes in his house, right? That's their kid. Correct? I was going to, yeah, I guess so. I was going to ask you. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, I mean, it makes it makes sense because he was drawing all those mazes all over the wall and that connected to the mother? Yes, or to the dad. The dad had the, uh, the little pendant on his, uh, on his necklace or whatever. Uh, uh, that would be their actual son. But you, how did the priest become involved in it? Because I didn't understand. I know who they found, but I didn't understand why it was it the priest that killed the father. So the priest, the reason why he ever came in the story to begin with was the fact that uh, Loki was going around looking at the, all the pedophiles in the area. Right. So that's how the priest originally came into the story. He said that the dad, the, the psycho dad with the pendant, uh, came into his house uh, for a confession, and he was saying that they kidnap all kinds of boys, and they do several times, uh, what was it, like a day or something like that, uh, and they kidnapped him and, and all that shit. So he set him on fire. The priest set the dad on fire. Uh, okay, okay, okay. He wasn't gonna, okay, I got you. So that's how, that's how that whole, he, he was just confessing to him and telling him uh, what he does in his daily routine and the priest, I guess found a higher calling or whatever the fuck and said, uh, I'm no hypocrite and killed the dad, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that's how he came into the picture. So, you know what? There, then you got the son with the, uh, the snakes. Then you got Alex, who is the kid being tortured is actually the first kid that was taken. And that's all how it kind of uh, ties together. Yeah, yeah. On the verge of crossing that line, I'm not going to go there with the uh, the priest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tiptoeing the fuck out of that line tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, dude, I, I could I could honestly talk about this movie for for an hour plus because I just I while everything is great in this movie, I think the underlying themes within the movie is what makes me love it so much. I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. And like I said, this might be my, is it my favorite Hugh Jackman performance? Uh, I think Logan might be the best performance he's, ha he's ever done. Uh, this is a close second. The, the scene where he was walking to his, uh, to the uh, the rental apartment where they're keeping Alex from the uh, the bar or the mm -hmm. alcohol shop, and the uh, Loki sees him across the street, and they have that little scene in the, inside the car. Yeah, dude, that fucking scene so fucking good. If I could just point you to one scene 
And that would just be the, the thing that would show you what the entire movie is like. That fucking scene right there is what I would show you. Yeah, uh, I, I would have to say maybe another top one was whenever uh, Alex gets out of jail and he goes and meets him in a parking lot and, you know, he says that line to him. Yes. And then he starts trying to wrestle him down. I felt like, you know, that would probably be a real uh, emotion that a father would have in that situation. And I'll, actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you brought that up, uh, because another thing that this movie deals with is how far would you go? Me personally, I can't go very far if you catch my drift. But in this situation, I would go very mm-hmm. far. Nothing. I don't even know where I don't even know where to go with that. This guy is nothing, like nothing. Fuck, man. This guy is like. Uh, I make a small. I don't. I don't. I, even, I, don't I, make, I make a small dick joke and fucking nothing. <laughs> fucking nothing, man. Dude, I was like trying to like. I don't even know. You had me speechless, sir. I was like, uh, <laughs> do, I help, do I help him? Do I dogpile on? I don't even know what to do. I fucking, I set that shit up for you, man. And fucking nothing. You made it too easy. I didn't even know where to go. I was like, this dude's going to get me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out your angle. That was way too easy. <laughs> He's going down with a ship. I don't want to go down with him. <laughs> I don't even know what this guy's talking about, and I ain't even trying to find out. <laughs> I, to I, I honestly thought you were trying to set me up for something. I was like, I don't even know where he's coming from. So the whole movie <laughs> begs the question of how far would you go to, to find a loved one, to find your child? What would you do for your child? And they do it with the two families. Okay. Uh, and even Loki to some degree uh, as well with how far would he go? Because, I mean, that dude, short of being a dirty cop, he, uh, he, he's not afraid to ruffle some, some people up, some rough some people up. Am I right? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, old dude killed himself because the dude fucking uh, fucked with him inside the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck <laughs> this shit. <laughs> but, you know... It, it was kind of refreshing because I think most dads, especially with girls, would have gone the route uh, Dover went with this yes. and how they dealt with it. Yeah, but and the, then, the, the great... Oh, continue. But then you get the other little girl's father and he's, you know, very concerned, wants, you know, wants to find her but he's more of the reserved moral. Yeah. Moral compass ain't going to go out of the, get out of his lane. And, and Hugh Jackman's over there swerving all over the road, trying to find a lane. Right. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that, I mean, that's super interesting because every parent kind of deals with what they would do differently. And it, it, it's kind of to the same thing with how they deal with the trauma of the situation. It's kind of all connected in a way. I mean, like I said, Hugh Jackman has that rage. He's willing to do whatever. I mean, he's willing to beat a dude with an inch of his life to fucking find out where, where his daughter is. And then you have the other dad who is, like you said, the moral high ground. He, he knows this is wrong. He wants his daughter, but he's not willing to, to go to those lengths to get her back. Uh, and then you have the other girl's mom who is 
kind of in that middle middle ground. She knows it's wrong. She's not going to help it, but she's also not going to stop it. And then you have the other mom, Hugh Jackman's wife, who is fucking just non-existent. She just doesn't deal with it. She doesn't try to help find them. Nothing. So they each deal with the trauma a different way, and they each uh, help the uh, investigation in different ways as well. Yeah, and you know, now I, I kind of feel douchey for saying her performance wasn't good. After you've explained your side of it, I'm like, you know, that totally makes sense now. I, I don't think it's a bad performance. I just don't think she's given a lot to do in the movie. I mean, she has, what, a few scenes outside of outside of the opening sequence? Yeah, that's true. And it's, I mean, there... Basically, it's when she finds out that the kid is gone and then she's on drugs for a majority of the movie. There is a lot to absorb in this two and a half hours. Uh, you know, I say there's a lull in the middle, but, you know, to come to think, it is a lot of information, a lot of twists, a lot of plot story behind it uh, throughout the whole movie. I think it just got muddled whenever they got to that rental property with Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, man, that's the only real fault I could find with this movie. It was a, it was really good. That was the only part I didn't like was, you know, we needed to see some of that rental house uh, stuff and, you know, the lengths he's willing to go through, like you said earlier, to find his daughter. But there were certain aspects of it. I think it was just, too much the movie is really dense like there is a lot in this two and a half hours a lot so uh, let's let, let's not breeze over the fact that uh the father beat the brakes off of alex jones dude he did <laughs> <laughs> and then he, dude, did you see him fucking beat the shit out of that fucking sink <laughs> <laughs> dude Dude, that dude Alex, you see him in one spot and he's punching him, and the next thing you see his eyes all swole up and shit. I'm like, damn, boy, somebody cashed your check over there. <laughs> but, you know, a, a great thing with that is, and they do such a great job of kind of showing that in the movie, is when it starts, when the, the, the punishment starts, him torturing him and whatnot, he is 100% sure that Alex is the guy that took their daughter. 100%. And the further he gets into the movie, you can tell by Hugh Jackman's performance, he is not so sure anymore. Yeah, it, it was. It was. He's like, uh, he just sits there. He's fucking tired. He's like, why won't you just fucking tell me? You fucking know. Why won't you just tell me? Like, I, I don't know how much more I can do to you. Like, and, and you can just tell by, and it's not necessarily words all the time, because like what you, what you mentioned earlier is, Sometimes it's the best performance is just not speaking at all. And I think he does a great job of showing that is, fuck, I want to be right so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I've kind of gone too far. I better be right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. He totally had that look after he scolded him with the water. He's like, oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> So uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, this is Villeneuve. Villeneuve, is that how we decided to say this fucking name? Villeneuve? 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 
I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Whatever the director's yeah. name is. <laughs> uh, this is guy. my favorite movie of his. You are not going to like all of his movies, so I wouldn't even recommend them to you, honestly. Uh, but this is my favorite movie. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite directors right now. Hmm. All of his movies, with the exclusion of one, which is Sicario, all of them are uh, four and a half, five stars. All of his movies. This movie got nominated for, what, 38 times for different things, different awards. Uh, Hugh Jackman should have fucking got an award for this. Should have. Yeah, he should have. He should have. Uh, I was trying to see what this director has done. We've got some Blade Runner, Dune. Yeah, you're not going to like any of those movies. Those are all science movies. Insidious. Rival. Uh, He didn't direct Insidious. What the fuck is that then? I-N-C-E-N-D-I-S? Oh, Incendiary? Man, there ain't no area in that. That's like (laughs) Incendies. Incendies? Incendies? Is that what it was? I can't remember the name of the movie. It's not Insidious. Well, damn sure not Incendiary. I I don't have the fucking movie in front of me, motherfucker. Well, damn, I ain't that fucking stupid. I mean, I'm pretty fucking out there, but damn. My pedal education is a little better than that. Um, just gonna move on to the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna go ahead and move on. Just a little uh, no, no, no. Uh, I did not know this was uh, filmed in Georgia. Is it? Yeah, it's filmed in Connors, Georgia. It'd be uh, right near Atlanta. You know the uh, the setting of the movie. I didn't know it was Georgia. I thought I thought it had been uh, more north uh, with the snow and everything. Uh, but I think the setting really adds to that desolate depression feeling that the movie has as an overall theme. Uh, I think if I think it fits the the theme, the the story of the movie perfectly. It, the the sh- the locations, the rain, the the coldness, all that just really fits for me. You know, as odd as it is, I noticed that rain scene. And I was like, you know, this is probably has to be one of the best outside rain scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it's fucking good. It's fucking great. Like they, I, I don't, they did a great job. It, with it felt like it was very well thought out. Like there was puddles and it just wasn't, oh, they turned a sprinkler on and it rained, you know? Right. <laughs> it actually looked like real rain. <laughs> it did. It did. I was, I was quite impressed by it. Uh, so the last thing that I want to bring up for this movie uh, it's mainly, you know, in a lot of movies like this, you have, you ask questions when, like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? It, it's, uh, you do it a lot in, like, horror movies. Like, bitch, why didn't you fucking go that way? Why'd you trip? Like, oh, my God, you haven't tripped, like, the entire movie. Up until the point where you need to run, you have not, <laughs> <laughs> you've never walked perfectly up until now. I don't understand it. <laughs> At the very beginning of the movie. Uh, when they find out that Alex is, they don't find out, but they they assume that Alex is the uh, the main suspect, and they have him arrested, and they tell Hugh Jackman about him. Hugh Jackman is is asking the real questions in this movie, and I kind of appreciate that because they're like, uh, I mean, we we don't think he he actually did it. I mean, he has the IQ of like a ten year old, and then Hugh Jackman's over to them like, well, the fuck, how does how the fuck is he driving then? 
your driver's license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that would be questions that we would ask ourselves and he's asking in the movie so i kind of appreciate that and then it's like well we don't think he did it and then hugh jackman's like but why the fuck did he run away then he's hiding something yeah. like they, they do a good job of kind of putting those breadcrumbs right there to kind of make you uh kind of see through hugh jackman's eyes but then you also i, I just i just appreciate the fact that they're asking questions like that that an audience would be asking throughout the course of an entire movie oh most definitely uh that what that was a good uh a scene right there with them do you think uh hugh jackman died in that hole i i don't i don't think so because i think Luke, he, he got he got shot i i'm not saying he doesn't eventually die but i i think loki ends up finding him you think so i, I took it as he died because he he was still missing in the paper, but then you'd think, well, if they just found the little girl at this house, why wouldn't they do like a full search and move one car? Yes. And they don't see this random little board right here. Yeah, that that that's what makes it, me think they found him. But at the same time, I don't it doesn't seem like that because he's in the paper still. They also kind of throw you off the trail a little bit with the the throwaway line. It is going to take us weeks to uh to dig all these out to dig all this out. So they make you think that he's just going to die down there with that throwaway line. Yeah, well, I mean, if not, he's going to jail for <laughs> beating the brakes off some some kid. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out. Hey, man, you, you, you're you remember like when you when you hit uh like I mean, I guess you could say this to a lot of people like if you hit your younger brother no nah, you good man you good <laughs> <laughs> <You fight. laughs> he's missing his arm you're good bro my bad <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you know it was refreshing to finally find a movie that was uh that i couldn't sit here for 30 minutes and just dog the hell out i'm I said it before we watched the movie. I said, I don't know if you're going to like this movie or not. I thought the uh, the slowness of it was going to be what uh, would turn you off of it more than anything. I, I knew the story was there. I knew the performance was there. But like you like you said, the, the main issue with the movie is that middle portion, and it's a little slow. And that was the thing that I was most worried about. But I feel like there's more college humor reviewing bad movies. There is. There, and maybe that's why we don't pick shitty movies most of the time. <laughs> maybe that's why I thought you were setting me up earlier, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, I thought about doing a uh, a review, just not even fucking telling you about it, man. Just like, oh, dude, I know this movie is is something that he's not gonna like. <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm kind of glad you I got to review this one. It was a good movie that I would probably not have watched. I, I remember just out of random. I remember seeing this in theaters. I went to the theaters and saw this because I, I love the trailer so much. Uh, and I've watched it a few times over the years. Uh, but I think it was this this particular review, going into it, diving into it, and looking at the themes of the grief and how they deal with it, how they process it. Uh, that to me is is why I love movies so much. And dude, this this movie's in my top ten all time. I, I can see it. it. I can see it. It's a, 
It's good. I mean, I don't think it's a movie I'd rewatch, so I don't think I could put it in my top ten. Yeah, it's it's. I, I could watch this once a year, at least once a year. And I do. I, what we should have done at the beginning of this is we should have had a moment of silence for Beansy. He passed away this week. Beansy from The Sopranos. Beansy. Oh, yeah, Beansy, the guy that owned the the uh, pizza shop. That old Richie fucking paralyzed. Oh. And Tony's like, Tony said, I thought I told you to lay off Beansy. I did, and then I backed over him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's who that was. I don't, a lot of people, I don't think, realized who that actor was, but yeah, he was uh, Beansy from The Sopranos. Oh, shit. You know, I've, (laughs) I mean, we're kind of off the topic of the, the prisoners. We'll, we'll get to our rating and, and ranking in here in a second. Uh, I, I've been thinking a lot about The Sopranos lately. And I've been thinking about where it is on my, my all-time favorite series list. And I've watched it twice right now. I, I'm trying to think of all the series that I've watched. And you're not going to agree with me, but True Detective, Season one's up there. Uh, I, I think Sopranos might be the best show of all time. All time. It's all time. And sidebar, uh, I think True Detective is going to start coming out again. Oh, I mean, you're not going to watch it, but I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but I, I'd seen I seen a, a clip and I was like, damn, Matt's going to be happy about that. But yeah, I had to agree, man. That, that's uh, that's got to be number one. And somewhere in that list is Dexter, uh, the Sons of Anarchy. Yes. But uh, I'm not sure, uh, not in that exact order, but those were some of the best, I think, series that we, we me and you have watched uh, I'm, together. I'm say, I think Sopranos is head and shoulders above both of those shows. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've watched The Sopranos probably six, seven times from start to finish. I, I remember you got me into it, and I love that first, that first watch through, but I was like, I don't know, man. This just isn't, like, I love it, but... I don't, I don't see how you love it so much. And then it was the second time that I watched it. It was when it fucking clicked. I was like, dude, this is fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. I'll, I'll never forget that text when he first, the first time you started watching, you're like, ah, damn, boy, these folks eat a lot in this damn movie. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, that dude is always fucking stabbing that goddamn plate. <laughs> that was the funniest shit ever. I was like, that dude. They do, man. They eat about 30 times in one episode. <laughs> Poor plate, man. That plate. <laughs> Tony over there fucking stabbing that damn plate every time. He's fucking eating the spaghetti. <laughs> he did that, man. I'd say. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Breaking Bad would be up there. But the thing that holds Breaking Bad back is that first season. Uh, Sopranos, beginning to end, I think is definitely. Oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. I forgot about Breaking Bad. It was. That was a good one, too, though. That first season's really hard to get through, but man, the other the other seasons really, really fucking great. Uh, yeah, I still I still have to give it to Sopranos, all time best. Oh yeah, definitely from again to end. All right, so what would you give a uh, prisoner, sir? I'd have to give it a four. All right, solid, solid. Hey, I I will let me let me let me ask you this: going into this review, did you like it less or more than? what you do right now 
Not a thing I like it about the same. Uh, I may like it a little more now that I understand, uh, you know, the angle because I didn't like the mother, but that wasn't enough to to skew my if this movie was good or not. But now that I understand her take on the character and all, it, it falls in line with the movie. So it really doesn't uh, adjust me any which way. You didn't adjust. <laughs> <laughs> So I was talking to uh, my friend Ty. You remember Tyler back from Pedal? Yeah. Okay. So we're huge uh, fans of this of this director. He's not a huge fan of this movie. He 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 likes it a lot, uh, but he definitely likes uh, the director's other movies uh, a lot more. And I told him I would give a reason of of why this is his best movie, uh, and it's better than all the other ones. Arrival, which is a close second for me, uh, but I think. While this might be the director's most straightforward movie, because all the others are like science fiction and whatnot, Sicario and this one are pretty much his most straightforward, the ones that I've seen. Uh, I think this one has the best performances. It has the best overall story out of any of his movies, hands down. Uh, and that's really what carries it. The score is really great in this movie as well. I think the writing is is very smart. And I think the pacing is the best out of any of his movies. Uh, and that's really all I'll say. When you get to Dune and when you get to uh, Blade Runner 2049, while those are, the movies are really, really like gorgeous to look at. They're really great. They're science fiction movies. Uh, but they do get kind of, the, the, the pacing is kind of slow in the middle of those movies. Uh, this one is, while it does get slow in the middle, I think the pacing is is fine throughout and it's the best the best it is the best paced movie out of the ones that he has done and that is why it is my favorite of his i give it five stars uh like i said top 10 for me uh all time at least this guy totally called the movie gorgeous <laughs> what the fuck i mean what, what, what the fucking word do you use uh i don't know something that I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I know where you're going with this. What I was going to say. We're tiptoeing that line. (laughs) What I was going to say was going to cross the line. So I I, uh, backed up. (laughs) I'll take the hit on that. I'll take the hit on that. (laughs) Uh, But do you have anything else you want to say about this movie, sir? No, go check it out, man. I think it's a good watch. Absolutely. I I can't recommend the, the movie enough. I mean, y'all know where I stand on how high I am with it. Uh, 100% recommend it. Wouldn't it be funny if I if I talked so great about this movie the whole time and at the end I was like, yeah, yeah y'all could probably just fucking skip this actually. April Fools. So next week we are reviewing the new Scream movie that... Uh, that is releasing on Tuesday. So hopefully, I don't know if it, the, the movie review will be delayed or not, uh, but that movie comes out on Tuesday. I will be buying it, and uh, we will be reviewing that together. I love the Scream series, uh, one of my favorite horror series as a whole. Uh, and then the following week, we are doing, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Hol- Old Henry? Old Henry. I'm excited about that one, man. I watched the trailer, and I think it's going to be good. I did not watch the trailer, but I kind of uh, I saw the scores for the movie. It's uh, threes and three and a half. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. It's got uh, it's got a seven point two on uh, IMDb. It's got a uh, oh, it's got the dude from uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. We thought you was a th- 
horny toad. That's who that is. I couldn't figure out where I'd seen him. <laughs> I'll be damned. Do you like Oh Brother, Why Art Thou? No, I did not. Ah, I've been wanting, it, to, it, I've been wanting it, to review it. It, it wasn't my... Uh, it wasn't my cup of tea, comedy-wise. It's probably top five comedies for me. I fucking love that. that that's not surprising. <laughs> I'm a Dapper Dan, man. That dad, right. dad will understand. Dad, dad, dad fucking loves that movie, okay? Dad, when you fucking hear this, and you need to text me and tell me uh, Josh is wrong for the way he what, what? Man, you can't trust him because he don't even remember me doing the T-bone bit in here with you. <laughs> oh, uh, to be fair, I never sent him that clip. That that review. <laughs> to be fair, I never sent it to him. Oh, what a douchebag! That was like, he was like prime old material. Uh, he was like, you uh, you were doing good there for a while, like two weeks of sending me the episodes. You haven't sent it to me in like a month. Have you been doing them? <laughs> and the next day, I sent like six reviews to him, <laughs> like back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have oh. sent him that one because I asked him about. It. I was like, you didn't catch it. Well, I don't remember that one. I'm like. Meh. Could have been operator error. Wasted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to be it from us. Uh, like I said, next week, Scream. And then the following week is going to be uh, Old Henry. So if you want to see those movies, go check them out. I think Old Henry is on uh, Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. It, it is, sir. Uh, and then Scream. Well, it's not on anything. You have to go buy it. So go buy it. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that'll be the next couple weeks. We appreciate y'all supporting us and clicking on this episode and listening to us uh, talk about movies each and every week. Without y'all, we'd not be able to do this. So thank y'all so much. Uh, but we'll catch y'all next week on another one. Laters. Laters. <laughs>